there is a problem in the heart of Louisville. have a grocery store nowhere near here they got what what they call grocery stores which is just like a little corner gas station building with processed food you know everything is sky high the people they work in them don't seem like they have no respect for us we live in a food desert uh, we have to especially if you live in the west end you have to travel further to get the things you need things that are fresh things that are even that are even maybe organic people who are in walkers and wheelchairs and all that where are they gonna go i mean you know if you need a fresh onion for your spaghetti or your chili or a fresh pepper or any such you got lost Thanks for joining today as we discuss food deserts. My name is Cece Rayleigh. I'm a graduate student at the University of Louisville School of Public Health. This project was made possible by Professor Brandy N. Kelly Pryor for her course, Health Promotion, Policy Development and Advocacy. To help us better understand our topic today, I'm doing something slightly different. So you will hear a Q&A with Megan Bell from a recent interview she had with the program Girl Hustle, available via Apple Podcasts. But she will actually be answering the questions that I have for her about food deserts. Don't fear, guys. You are still in for a huge dose of inspiration. Megan Bell is an African-American entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three, one of which you will hear during our talk today. Mrs. Bell is a Louisville native, and having experienced the food desert phenomenon herself, decided to tackle West Louisville's food desert problem head-on. Through crowdfunding, she intends to raise the necessary monies to open the largest Black-owned grocery in West Louisville's Russell neighborhood. Having dedicated the last three years learning the ins and outs of the grocery industry, Mrs. Bell has a goal to open the Next Door Market in 2021. She is also the founder of the nonprofit organization Virtuous Women of Empowerment, a group dedicated to grooming future women entrepreneurs and creating opportunities for others to be on the forefront of change. So let's dive right in with Mrs. Bell. I always get weird looks when I say food desert. Uh, so yeah, just start us off. What is a food desert? Well, a food desert is basically like um, a, when you think about it, the urban community, in, in just about every urban community around the states, uh, not just West Louisville. When you think about food deserts, you when you are only able to get to um, a gas station and get your food or like a family dollars, there may be only like one or two grocery stores that's not affordable, that doesn't have the fresh and quality affordable foods, where you only get in, when there's only like fast foods around in the neighborhoods like McDonald's or something like that or Wendy's. Uh, you may have um, black owned uh, restaurants, but they're still pushing uh, really bad healthy eating because fried foods, ribs, and different things like that. 
So when you think about food deserts, those are the type of things that you'll see in food deserts. So for instance, West Louisville, there's really only two real big grocery stores. Save-A-Lot is gone, Bayou Mart is gone, there's really no Rainbow Blossom or Whole Foods, there's never been one. Uh, you know, all these, there's a lot of these down there. Huh? Pickpack closed as well. Yeah, Pickpack is closed, and when you think, I mean, so really there's only like two available grocery stores right now, and it's still, to some people in the community, it's still not affordable. And then sometimes, uh, depending on where your location, if you really pay attention to these big chain grocery stores, uh, they don't put, you know, fresh food, fresh produce and different out because they know people in that type of location won't buy it. So, um, basically, that's what a food desert is, just because, and that's what people need to understand, just because there is a grocery store in those type of areas does not necessarily mean that it's not considered a food desert, because if they don't have any other option, then it's considered a food desert. Awesome, Mrs. Bell. Thank you so much for uh, letting us know what a food desert is. Uh, the importance of solving food deserts is critical. The 2019 Health Equity Report shows that households who are food insecure are at greater risk for health issues such as obesity and households with children. That quote we just heard from Bunny, uh, you are what you eat, rings even more true. Children who are obese tend to become adults who are obese. It is incredibly difficult to maintain a healthy diet in a food desert as there is limited access to fresh food. So thinking about the high stakes this problem creates, how did you come up with the idea of a grocery store? I mean, in East Louisville, you know, we all know the financial capital is there and there's no hesitation to open up a grocery store. In opposition, West Louisville is low income, as we just heard, as many food stores have closed as, as have opened. So how did you come to the solution of the next door market? Well, um, as I told you before we started going live or whatever, um, I grew up in Newburgh. So in uh, a black community, low income, people on government assistance and different things like that. So um, being, a, being raised in that type of environment, not having uh, an accessible grocery store, not having resources, not enough resources, you know, different things like that that we grew up not really having, you know, has given me um, the idea and the passion to want to open a grocery store in a community that I'm very familiar with, uh, which is the Ralston neighborhood. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically where my idea came from, but I also was able to do a lot of research um, also with food deserts in other urban communities as well, all over the states. So it's really not like a lot of black-owned grocery stores anymore. Um, I think there's like one that's trying to open in Atlanta, and then there's one that's trying to open in Denver, and then there's one here. Uh, and then you may have a lot of black-owned, like, um, I want to call them grocery stores, but more of like, just like a market where they only sell certain type of items. But 
even then, it's still, um, it's not a grocery store where people, it's not like the next Kroger's or anything like that on the next Whole Foods. So that's basic, basically where my idea came from, being around, growing up in that type of environment where, you know, the only thing that we really had to eat was, uh, that was provided for us was uh, fast food, gas stations, different things like that where we get our food from, mm-hmm. junk food and different things like that. So my model for the grocery store is more eating, more healthier, and, you know, really putting um, the, ed- the food education around that uh, for our people, especially in the black community that has a lot of health conditions as far as, you know, diabetes and different things like that. So the grocery store is due to open in 2021. Um, And from what I've read about you and the interviews with both local and national news, kudos to you there. Is there anything in the pipeline ahead of time to either market the grocery store um, or provide some sort of relief until the store actually opens? from, but it's, my vision is completely different from 
first, but that was my inspiration to do it. So uh, I was able to use my own personal investments and get me a, a really big truck. It's a really big red truck and uh, was able to uh, get my refrigerations, about to get my refrigerations and stuff on. And I'm going to remodel the inside of a truck to look like a grocery store. <laughs> so people will be able to come on and shop and uh, go grocery shopping. Like they are be, it will be like a grocery store on wheels. I plan on having at least two or three while the grocery store is open as well because, you know, I don't expect people to, you know, we have this real nice grocery store. People are just going to be willing to get up and go out. And, you know, with the situation that's happening right now with the uh, pandemic, global pandemic with the virus or whatever, you know, it's going to be very hard for, for senior citizens and people with disabilities to be able to still get out and, you know, for their safety. Uh, it would just be a better way to do it. And we'll also be having, like, fresh meals on the truck and we'll be providing delivery services. That has never, I would say, it's been doing my research and talking to other community leaders in West Louisville centuries since they had deliveries like this before. So this would be like a comeback in West Louisville for this to happen. So I'm really excited about it. Part of what we're uh, learning in Dr. Kelly Pryor's class is advocacy. So we identify a social problem, uh, pretty much is you know, why I chose food deserts. It's something I'm, I'm passionate about, but you know, we evaluate policies that can possibly be applied to solve the issues and uh, determine a path towards uh, solution. So what was your process towards deciding uh, who to approach or network with? I mean, I know a great deal of your startup has literally come out of your own pocket, but going forward, how have you planned on sustaining and growing and uh, building those connections? A lot of it was, you know, I talked to people, women in my family first. I let my family know what I wanted to do just to, to make sure that was the right thing to do. Um, but then it was just more of uh, social media is a very powerful tool. And I was already friends with some women that were speakers and different things like that. So I would reach out to them. And, you know, talk to them and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And just get an advice and mentorship from that. And that just really built my relationship. And I was able to, when I met one woman, they gave me another woman's information and say, hey, you need to reach out to her because what you, what you want to do, you can add this person. And then my, my resources have started overlapping just within a year. So, um... I guess it was more of people really seeing what I was trying to do and the passion that they had already seen in me. And um, every woman that I end up interact with, they're all about women empowerment. You know, they're they're um, either in the ministry or they are activists or they're feminists or they, you know, um, some type of leaders or, you know, just... They know the struggle of not only being a woman, but being a black woman trying to do something like this. So I was just fortunate enough to be around those women to keep pushing me to, you know, do virtuous women and 
you know, I just I just had great support from that. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, so when we look at uh, how we all kind of need each other, you know, how Louisville has, um, and I, I hate to say it, but, you know, we have always been a place where there's quite a bit of segregation and, and division. Uh, so when thinking about how to reach out to entities outside of West Louisville, I mean, what can be done as a city uh, to alleviate the food desert issues in West Louisville? Uh, especially when we consider, you know, the social determinants of health, like income, education, age, and so forth. So, 
the stereotype of black businesses is already out there that you know a lot of black owned grocery stores that have happened in Louisville has only lasted no more than two or three years so um that was one of the things that I've learned is they was probably very scared of even wanting to hear my idea uh, because they have seen it happen so many times that they were afraid that, they might, that this might happen again. Um, and then two, how they wanted me to do the grocery store was not how I envisioned. You know, they wanted me to do it like Logan's Market. And Logan's Market is great, you know, for people that have money. <laughs> But it wasn't fit for urban communities that people that really need a grocery store that is affordable, uh, that, you know, it can really benefit. Um, so, uh, you know, they was just like, oh, okay, yeah, we not really feeling that. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm going to be successful in it anyway because if people see me, they know Oh, we know Megan. Uh, she comes from Newburgh. She comes from those communities. People would be more willing to come to me before they go to Kroger's because Kroger's wasn't originally, it's not originally from Louisville. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just like, I really don't know what the city can really do because they have their own ways of how they do things. Um, I just know that in order for West Louisville to be how they think it should be or want it to be. They truly have to invest in the people that are already there and give them the capital that they need to be able to, or they can give them the capital, give them the research resources to be able to get that capital uh, to be able to do these type of amazing projects that are really trying to happen in Louisville. A community garden in the Brussels neighborhood is trying to happen in Louisville. There are farmers in West Louisville that are trying to um, by community uh, uh, garden houses, you know, to to be able to grow their crops and stuff. So it's just like so many things that Louisville is, people in Louisville is trying to do, um, but they just don't have the resources or the capital to do it. And I think once Louisville, the city, really starts to see how amazing these projects are and how where they are now and how they can, you know, flourish if they have the money to do it and the wealth to do it, then I believe that it would be, you know, even more better. It would give the next generation that's in the community right now a chance to be able to have something for them as well. So as you know, uh, we're experiencing um, unprecedented times, uh, you know, with COVID-19 and everything. Um, So what lessons have you learned uh, over the last few months even, and what should we be learning, especially those of us who don't live in West Louisville and, you know, not dealing with a food desert? Now that people really privileged people get to see it and they feel it, 
Thank you for that. Um, indeed, it has been uncomfortable for, you know, quite a few people uh, just going to the store and not being able to find items that we usually always have access to. Uh, it's actually felt like we're at riot level at times. So thanks for driving home the fact that what we're experiencing for a mere three weeks, folks in West Louisville have had to deal with for years. So as you know, as I sit and I think about this, really, it's it's an enormous feat uh, that you're working towards. You know, my last question for you is, what can we do, just ordinary citizens of Louisville, what can we do to help you right now? So thank you so much, uh, Megan, uh, for uh, giving us the information we needed uh, to better understand food deserts, uh, who it affects, um, and, you know, really sharing your journey, uh, the things that you're doing in the meantime until the grocery stores is materialized next uh, summer in 2021. And um, just uh, for folks out there listening, uh, Megan does have uh, a social media page under development, and that will provide additional information about her mobile grocery store, as well as updates on the progress of the next door market. And let's understand, food deserts can be eliminated. And as Ms. Bell has so wonderfully illustrated, collaboration with key stakeholders, knowing your community and its needs, doing your share, your fair share of planning and research, and advocating for those policies, as we've learned through this course with Dr. Uh, Kelly Pryor, we can make a difference and we can ensure that across the board, uh, folks can have equitable access to healthy food. Thank you so much for joining us today. And till next time, peace. For more information on food deserts, catch my policy brief as I lay out the benefits of the 2017 Food Desert Act. Stay tuned as Morris Dolly discusses mental health in our schools.